Welcome to the Amateur Mill Society, a podcast about the highs and lows of mothering in the modern age. We're your hosts, Sinead and Rosie, and we are just Just trying. trying. Join us on a journey from positive pregnancy tests through to school and beyond as we try to untangle all those complicated thoughts and feelings that come when you decide to push a baby out of your vagina. Other birthing methods are available. We are average, non-famous mums who live average, non-famous lives. Although if we get famous, we're not complaining. And we'll be buying a massive mansion in Mexico. We discussed this, I think, before we even started recording the podcast, did we not? Yeah, I think we discussed this before we even decided we were going to have a podcast. We've already... Yeah, the podcast is is not... um, Like, the podcast isn't the thing we we want to do. The podcast is the thing we're doing for the mansion in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, the podcast is the vehicle that gets us to the mansion in Mexico. Mexico. Um, Why do we want a mansion in Mexico? Because Mexico's the best country in the world. Yes, that's true. Um, Because England is awful. Piss land is awful. I want to live the life... I've mentioned this before. I have to stop talking about cartels. Yeah. I want to live the life of like a cartel wife. So do I. Yeah, yeah. But also where like... time. Like, I would still be with Dave. So Dave has to join the cartel. Yeah, because Dave's really nice. (laughs) Dave's really lovely to me. I don't want a cartel husband because they're all psychopaths, aren't they? Maybe we're generalising. We're, oh yeah, we're massively... I'm so sorry, Mexican cartels. I'm so sorry for stereotyping you. And I reckon there must be some lovely men in cartels. They just do it for the money. Yeah. They're just trying to get by, aren't they? I suppose to be a drug dealer, you have to be a people person. And a multitasker. Yeah. You've got to be good at timekeeping. Drug dealers are not good at timekeeping. <laughs> How do you know that? No comment. <laughs> also massively stereotyping. I'm so sorry, drug dealers. Sorry, drug dealers. Stereotyping that you're bad at timekeeping. I'm sure some of you are very good with time and are always, what's the word? Punctual. Always punctual. That's a good thing to put in the CV, isn't it? I'm a very punctual drug dealer. Yeah, it's always good when you get a polite drug dealer as well. Not that I've ever Not that you would know. met a drug dealer. But I've heard. But I've, I've heard. I've heard of the grapevine some of them are polite. Yeah. That's all we ask for. Yeah, That's exactly. all us as mothers are asking for. I just polite. want my drugs delivered to me in a <laughs> punctual, punctual and polite fashion. Yes, pleases and thank yous. At <laughs> <laughs> the time you say you're going to arrive. Yeah, please. And arrive at the time you say you're going to arrive. If you're a drug dealer and you're listening to this podcast, please get in touch. We'd love to hear from <laughs> you. <laughs> We'd love to know about your timekeeping skills. Send us your CV. We might need you one day. Who knows? <laughs> Sometimes I do think we need a drug dealer in order to carry out this podcast. Yes, and look after our children. Yeah. And for the children. Maybe. Maybe. They did used to put cocaine in, like, cowpole, didn't they? I thought you were about to say, I did used to put cocaine in my children. I would just like to say for the listeners that I have never and will never put cocaine... Given co- my children cocaine. <laughs> never. Not on my watch. How are you, Sinead? I am tired, Rosie. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm real tired. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah, I've heard already. Yeah, you've heard already. I've told her about six times, but I'm going to tell everyone because it's my biggest news of the year. Last night, I got seven hours sleep without interruption. Fuck all y'all. I am so awake. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) I'm so happy for me as well. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I I had to count on my fingers. I was like, seven whole hours. You know what? I think I might have got like 
a good six or seven hours in, I'm still tired. What do you usually get? Six or seven. So what's di- what's different today? <sighs> Nothing. Hangover. I'm just always tired. I'm actually not hungover this time. That's maybe it. <laughs> It's maybe the lack of dr- alcohol in your system. <laughs> the lack of drugs is what you nearly <laughs> said. I nearly said drugs, I did. Yes, yes. The lack of alcohol in your system is making you tired. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be the, the fact that I ate like almost an industrial quantity of pasta yesterday. Yeah, that makes me tired. Pasta makes me tired. Yeah, too much gluten makes Good me tired, sleepy. Though. Good tired. Yeah. Happy pasta tired. I've Happy got pasta a pasta tired. hangover. That's, what, that's <laughs> why I'm tired. <laughs> Sinead has got a pasta hangover and that's why she's tired. And I've had seven hours sleep, which isn't, like, a huge amount for some people. Like, seven hours is a kind of standard amount. I mean, some people get, like, ten hours sleep a night. Uh-huh. Well, for me, it's usually, like, I don't know, four. <laughs> so seven for the... Yeah, seven for me is incredible. I feel wonderful. And incroyable for our French listeners. <laughs> yes. I feel magna-fucking-feek is what yeah. I feel. <laughs> I'm also drinking a caramel latte, which is helping. I'm going to have a swig of that right now. Mm. Okay, we should talk about some stuff because we did promise ourselves that we were going to record for an hour um, and we can't overrun because we spent so long trying to plug fucking leads into the interfaces (laughs) (laughs) and microphones. And it was all going wrong. It was all all going going wrong. I stood on a chair. Pear-shaped. Rosie took over in a very, actually, quite sexy way, to be honest. And in fact, at one point, when I was like listening back to our recording, it wasn't working. I was saying, oh no, oh no, Sinead, we're recording in stereo. This isn't going to work because it's only playing back in one ear. And she was like, can we not just delete? And I was going, I don't think you understand. <laughs> we're recording in stereo. But Rosie it's... was actually mansplaining to me why the recording wasn't working properly. <laughs> I did. I went full sound guy, didn't yeah. I? I'm perfectly happy to, to be the the little baby of this podcast that does, doesn't know anything. The smooth-brained little baby of the Amateur Mouse Society. The smooth-brained baby? My goodness. Yeah, and I knew what and all the And Rosie is doing. the big strong man who gets things done. I'm the roadie. Yeah, I was the roadie today. I was Rosie like, the roadie. I'm Rosie the roadie. I was lugging like, boxes around and like going, one, two. I was sitting in the corner. <laughs> drinking your ice latte. Drinking my ice latte, faffing with the microphone stand. Yeah, making it wobble. Um, can you tell me your week in one sentence, please? Uh, yeah, it is do not drink heavily and then be in charge of children. Okay, this is fun. This is great because this is one of the things I wanted to bring up. I'm hoping it's the same. I'm hoping it's the same day. Is it the yeah, same day? Yeah, yeah. It's Go the same on. Day. Go on. So was it was last Sunday, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was last Sunday. Um, me and Rosie made plans to go and see her dad's band play at a pub. Yes. Um, the only issue was we both went out on the Saturday night yeah, yeah and got did. absolutely shit-faced. Yeah. I went to a charity, like, ball thing and drank a bathtub worth of Prosecco. <laughs> did you say, didn't you have, like, you and your mum had five bottles? Or was that a different night? That was, that was the night before we went to Kirby. That was just another night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So you drank more than that. Yeah, yeah. You drank more than five bottles of Prosecco. Yeah, we drank a, like Christ. a genuinely obscene amount of Prosecco. And then um, I felt really, really unwell the next day. And Rosie went out in London with her friends mm. and also felt and went to see Jamiroquai. <laughs> I didn't go to see Jamiroquai. 
I saw a blues band and the man was wearing a big hat and Sinead was so pissed when I sent her the video. She thought it was Jamiroquai. Uh, Jamiroquai <laughs> is not black. He's not black, no. For starters. No, no, he does have a big hat though. Um, yeah, I went to London with my friends who don't have um, children and we got fucked up and we had a great time. Um, me and my friend Rianne collapsed on London Bridge in a fit of laughter. Um, who knows why? <laughs> I do know why, but I'm not going to go into it because it won't be funny <laughs> if unless you're very drunk. Um, yeah, so we, we decided to meet up, didn't we, with our children at a pub where there was very loud pub rock music playing, courtesy of my father and his wonderful band, Wellard Willie. We both, Shout out. <laughs> we both arrived, uh, children in tow, looking worse for wear yes quite sweaty quite sweaty there isn't there was nothing more beautiful than the moment where i offered my pint of diet coke with ice to you <laughs> and your face it was like it was like i was offering water to someone who'd been in a desert for six weeks <laughs> because the queue at the bar was too long for me to be asked standing there to buy my own pint of diet coke with ice and, and not only that but the pub was like exclusively filled with um old rockers yeah like old rockers there was a lot of leather yeah, lots of there leather. was a lot of leather yeah. there was a lot of tattoos but like n- not necessarily in a good way yeah i mean they're great what a great crowd but we young hipsters with our like misbehaving children yeah we we were probably being judged quite a bit yeah and you didn't want to go and buy diet coke fair enough mate yeah fair enough i made dave go and buy my diet coke and that Diet Coke felt so good, didn't it? It did feel so good. It <laughs> honestly so good. felt like Rosie was God offering me manna from heaven. <laughs> it tasted like heaven. It did. We we locked eyes over oh. our sips of Diet Coke and it was just a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful moment. But the, the children at the gig, not so beautiful. <laughs> no, especially mine. She didn't enjoy it and was really upset that she yeah, had their defenders. actually quite offended that uh, Darcy <laughs> didn't like my dad's band. <laughs> How dare you? I think she was more annoyed that she didn't have ear defenders than everyone else did. Yeah, that really pissed her off, didn't it? Yeah. It really pissed her off. Ramon had a great time. She danced the night away. Yeah. And Lola... Kept trying to escape. Trying to escape or get on on the the stage. stage Or pulling the wires out of the... um, I should know the word because I'm a pro at this. (laughs) I think she was trying to pull the cables out of the guitar effects pedal. Oh, I do know the words. Yeah. Yes. And then we yeah. went outside um, and I looked at Rosie and I said, I think my eyes are bleeding. <laughs> to which I replied, are my eyes bleeding? And then shortly yes. after that, we were like, shall we go Let's home? Let's go home. Yeah, fuck this. We did not stay for the second half, did we? No, we didn't. We didn't stay we for the second half. We dipped early. Yeah. We missed We missed all the best songs. It was good though, wasn't it? We had a good time. Yeah. It was good to get out of the house, but I will not be taking my child to a gig in a pub. Hungover. Hungover again. Ever again. No, never again. Every day is a school day. You live and you learn. <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> um, my week in one sentence is um, a quote. Again, it's a... It's a thing that happened to both of us it's a quote that came out of your mouth so the reason i'm using this as the week in one sentence is because i want you to fill me in on why we said it okay so um sinead and i were discussing something to which sinead replied that's very mental illness of us (laughs) (laughs) um which i just thought was lovely it was very mental illness of us it was very mental illness of us i think we were talking about body image and maybe like diets i feel like it was something to do with food and body image and we obviously said something 
Utterly was it ridiculous. when we were talking about when I was like, oh, I used to spend an hour in the mirror every day telling myself how much I hate myself? I think it could have been that. And in fairness, it, it is. is very mental illness of me to do that. It is. and uh, But I think the reason I wanted to bring it up is because since you've said that, that kind of phrase comes up quite a lot. Where I'll <laughs> think of something, I'll be like, that's very mental illness of me. I shouldn't say that. And I think that uh, most women listening to this will have the same feelings right yeah and it's fine if you do things that are very mental illness sometimes yeah it's just acknowledging that it's mental illness of you i can't even say it properly that's how high i am on life <laughs> well, me and rosie just did a craft club well i participated rosie was uh directing it i guess i was otherwise engaged filming stuff <laughs> and the lady that sat next to me was actually a therapist yeah which is quite apt and i think she was thinking that a lot of the things that i was saying were very mental illness of me she did do this a lot Hmm. (laughs) because i said i'm not sure if therapy could fix me (laughs) no therapist out there rosie across the table was like yeah i think you might break a therapist you would break them you'd pummel them to the ground (laughs) no she was lovely i'm sure she'd be very helpful uh, but yes, we're very mental illness, aren't we, sometimes? Yeah. So that's why we brought that up. Um, and that's why we make this podcast. Woo-hoo! Uh What are we talking about today? We are going to be covering the fourth trimester um, because we do acknowledge that last week's episode was quite bleak. It was very bleak, wasn't it? Uh, Rosie forgot to speak about her second child at all. Yeah, that was a, that was a big one, wasn't it? So we spoke very much about the first few weeks of having a baby, how awful it is, how scary it is. And very similar to the labour episode where we discussed our births, I have a very similar experience with Lola in the sense that the Ramona w- was bleak as shit. Yeah. <laughs> All sorts of awful. And then second time round, it was much easier. So we thought maybe we should talk about that a little bit. It'd be nice to mention my second child. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Bless cover her. some more of the positives. Yes. But it's still in a realistic way because... And, and this is a feedback we've had from quite a few listeners is that people appreciate the way that we speak about our motherhood journeys because we are so candid. Mm-hmm. And it's almost just normalising the fact that your life doesn't have to look like it a Johnson's baby bath ad in mm. order for it to be good and fulfilling and ultimately happy like it doesn't have to look perfect all the time for it to be a no. good life that's very true in fact the kind of Johnson's adverts where they're making it look all fluffy and smiley like actually that's quite boring yeah. isn't it the good bits aren't those bits anyway no the good bits are like the stupid funny bits or the weird bits or the like the moments that you didn't expect to be good that yeah. were sometimes the really good bits are like you getting through a day or like having a good nap yeah and like i am smashing life <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and, i agree and then and also i think the other thing is that there's like there's moments that are a bit weird and funny that are mm-hmm. nice and beautiful and then the other moments that are really happy and blissful are the ones that we probably can't even talk about now because we've forgotten them yeah because they're things that have just they're just like, like really fleeting random. moments yeah 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 fleeting moments yes and i think almost you can't experience the beauty of the good bits unless you've got a whole load of the shit bits in with it as well of course yeah because i don't think you can really appreciate like how much sniffing your new baby's tiny feet will make you feel better 
after they've been like Ooh. screaming and shouting at you all day. So true. Or like, you know, they're sick over every single orifice and thing that surrounds them, and then you change them into a new outfit. And, and they the look a- really cute. Yeah, and the outfit makes you cry because it's so lovely. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, those sorts of things, please. So shall we kick off with maybe the top three best things about the newborn stage? Best things as in, like, best stuff that happened? Yeah. Not items. Not items. The best things. stuff that happened. The best experiences. and Because for me, the number one is when your baby smiles for the first time. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually Beautiful. caught Darcy's first real smile on camera. No way! Yeah, because I was watching a documentary about the Nazis. Okay! <laughs> and then she was just, like, lying on the floor looking really cute, so I started filming her and, like, tickling her under the chin. You know that whole Cuban dictator thing? Yeah. That's all becoming very clear now. <laughs> you started her early. And then she she just smiled, and I have a video of it on my phone, and it's one of my favourite videos. Oh, that's Beautiful. Yeah, the smiling's really nice because they they kid you, don't they, with the smiles because they have the smiles that are like not real smiles. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, my baby smile. It's It's gas. gas. You're like, fuck you. And it is just gas. But then when they do, you know, don't you? Instinctively, when they do a proper smile, you're you are smiling. Um, one of the things that I really loved with Ramona was that she. So basically, if you listen to the last podcast, you'll know that she did not um like her life in the first few months and she cried a lot and she was very upset and one of the things that she had to be is on me at all times yeah so we kind of had to throw the pram out of the window not literally um quite early on Mm because it just didn't work so we had like a baby bjorn carrier so i carried her everywhere man i must have been so strong because i just carried her for like years um but one of the things that she did as a baby was she was obsessed with trees so I would carry her and the little baby Bjorn facing me and her little head would like tilt upwards if you were anywhere with trees or leaves and would just stare at them and she was just mesmerised by nature. And I thought that that meant she was going to be like a, like an earth child. I thought that meant she was going to be like a little, like the sort of character you get in Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, turns out she's obsessed with Frozen. <laughs> But, yeah, that was lovely. That was beautiful, just to see her... Just her not crying. Yeah. And being in awe of something. And that's the really thing, lovely. isn't it? When they are crying, when it feels like they are crying all the time, even ten minutes of them not crying feels like the most beautiful experience ever. Because mm. another one of my favourites was, um, like, the first time that all of my family and friends came round mm. and met her for the first time. Yeah. And that was just, like, seeing my dad hold her when she was a tiny baby, which was, like, I think broke something inside me. Oh, I just, yeah. Because my dad is such a big man. Yeah. And he and he is he's a gentle giant, really, but, yeah. like, the way that he handled her with such care. Yeah. It just, oh, my God, like... Yeah, it's cute, isn't it? I just loved it so much. And my mum, like, watching my mum's relationship with her, and even my brother, who was... Yeah. Liam was what 21 yeah when she was born yeah and seeing him like hold her and cuddle her and stuff like yeah. was just so nice to watch yeah yeah and that, and that the people that you love loving on your baby is the most incredible experience yeah I remember my when my brother was holding I mean none of my family held Ramona for very long because she cried all the time um so that was fun 
but I do remember Billy holding her and he's he's massive as well and like he was so nervous and he still to this day is like babies hate me <laughs> children don't like me and I'm like no it's just you're you're nervous about it and now it, and well, babies can smell your fear <laughs> babies like dogs can smell your fear um but yeah I remember like when he held her for the first time and he's like big arms like didn't know what to do yeah, they're like, <laughs> because there's so much arm and so little baby that they don't really know how to hold them and they do it looks kind of like really awkward really awkward but it's so cute like some kind of a film like yeah. the way they hold the baby but also have you noticed like especially like young lads they don't know how to hold a baby at all no no You're like just ease into it mate and they kind of hold them away from their body yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. You're like, just cuddle, and so it's cuddle. Fine. The baby yeah. touches your torso, it, it's fine. That's okay, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really cute. Yeah. I liked um, I liked the weird kind of phrases that come out of your mouth when you're taught, like cooing over your baby and the like, songs you sing. So one of the... one There was two songs that I would sing to Ramona... And I don't know why, but one of them was Sunny Afternoon by the Kinks. Lazy on a sunny afternoon. I don't know why. And then the other one was um, an Oasis song, not Wonderwall. I used to sing She's Electric to Darcy when she yeah, was a baby. She, yeah. Because I didn't know any lullabies. So no, I, I didn't. sang like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I sang um, Dreaming of You by the Coral. Oh, that's to a good her one. quite a lot yeah. when she was little. The Maccabees Toothpaste Kisses is a really nice yes. one to sing to a baby. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we should have thought about this. We should be like, maybe we'll do this. This could be like an after podcast thing. We'll create a Spotify playlist of songs that you can sing instead of lullabies. Because let's face it. Lullabies are shit. They're shit. They're yeah. dog shit. No one likes lullabies. They're annoying and boring. And most of the time quite horrendously scary like for baby falling out of tree oh yeah. how lovely um so maybe we'll create a spotify play- playlist and if anyone wants to add to it they could add to it couldn't they yeah that, that would be, be great nice. we'll do that guys we'll do that we'll do that find um, it in the link tree find it in the link tree if we remember to do it uh yeah yeah singing and also, names yeah did you come up with any funny names for darcy? oh darcy Darcy has very rarely been called her actual name. She was, yeah. ref- for the first two years of her life, she was almost exclusively referred to as Pudding. <laughs> or, or Pud Pud. Cute. Puddy, Puds, Chicken, yeah. Chicken Pop, Chicken Pie, Darcy Dodo. What else do we call her? I would like to know this because Ramona is exclusively Chicken Nugget. She's always been <laughs> Chicken Nugget. I don't know why, but she is. She's Chicken Nugget. What is this obsession with calling babies chicken? Chickens are not cute. Yeah, I don't. I really don't know. Chick. Why is it always chicken? Or chickadee? Chickadee's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Or just any like, whatever falls out of my mouth. She never got called her actual name. No, bless her. I used to call her King Stink for a bit. King Stink. Why? <laughs> because she used to stink. Because she's yeah, they do stink sometimes, don't they? They yeah. do stink. Um, what else was lovely? I'm trying to think of other lovely things. Baby clothes. Oh, so good. Sleep suits. Oh my god. Adorable. Oh my god. I wish I could go back in time and just inhale the smell of a fresh sleep suit. Yeah. It that this is the problem is they do make baby clothes super adorable. Tiny just... ba- tiny baby's feet, cutest thing ever. Yeah, putting a little tiny baby sock on a little baby foot. Mm. Tiny baby faces tiny but you don't squeeze them like that <laughs> she did a squeezing motion with her hands darcy had incredibly 
like chubby cheeks as well. yeah. I mean she still does now but as a baby especially her cheeks were just yeah. like the softness of the skin is something that you can never ever replace with anything and, and Darcy still has really soft skin they do don't they they have flawless skin it's yeah. very annoying it's really annoying because really it just illustrates how much money I have to spend on makeup. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very irritating, actually. Oh, do you want me to talk about Lola for a bit? Yes, let's talk about Lola. I'll talk about Lola for a bit because we didn't mention her at all in the last podcast. and Sorry, she did. Ex- I did have a fourth trimester with her, believe it or not. <laughs> um, and I kind of wanted to... I think the reason I wanted to bring this up is because if there's any parents out there who have children and are thinking about having a second child and they're terrified because it was so horrendous the first time round, like it was for me, then I just wanted to reassure you that it, it is not like that at all. It is completely different. So when I had Lola, I had her at home, and then we went to bed that, that night. And also it was during COVID, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was coming out of COVID, so like there weren't as many restrictions. You could, yeah. you, could you know, we were like, you're allowed to go to the shops. <laughs> you're allowed to not queue outside the shop. Yeah, you, you didn't have to prove that you'd only been out for an hour a day. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't that bad, but yeah, there were still like s- slight restrictions. Um, but yeah, like Rona slept through the night, so she slept whilst I was giving birth. She didn't wake up until like seven o'clock the next morning, by which point everyone had gone and me and David had a little nap with Lola um and we introduced Ramona woke up and we woke as she woke up we were like would you like to meet your new baby sister to which she was like I'm not sure (laughs) can she go back I don't know if I want to meet her and it's really funny the photos of her holding Lola I've seen them she's like so confused the fakest smile I've ever seen like a very unsure (laughs) smile where did they get this thing from what is it Um, But yeah, really cute. But the main thing for me is that all those terrifying things we spoke about last time, like the the depths of darkness in sleep, like sleep deprivation and like the fear and all those worries, like they are, I'm going to say, at least 80% less bad. Yeah. Because you, you don't, you don't worry nearly as much because you've done it all. So all yeah. those things, all those tiny things you worry about where you're like, should I ring 111? <laughs> Do yeah. I need to go to the hospital? It's like, no. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, the night times are easier because you're prepared for it. Yeah. You know you're going to have that feeling. Uh, you've not really slept anyway. Yeah. Since your first child was exactly. born. Exactly. <laughs> and like those, those mo- like I did have a couple of moments like those depths of darkness, but they are so much rarer than yeah. when it's the first because first time around it's like every night yeah. every night feels like that for the first like two months and with Lola it was like I remember maybe a handful of times where I had a cry because I was so tired and like scared yeah but that was like a handful and do you and think it. that it's um do you think that it's possibly easier because you know that you've already got through it the first time yeah you're just like oh this so I know that this doubting your ability to yeah. to get through it the difference is that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel because you've seen that that light's happened already yeah so all of those times that you're feeling scared and and this has happened throughout Lola's life you you go through like you know like we're going through terrible twos with Lola now and she's (laughs) she's a fucking psychopath she's terrifying she's fantastic but I can say that laughing because I know that that's going to end at some point because it happened with Ramona she was evil and made it very well known that she was evil and you're like worried that there's something wrong with her 
And it's only until after the terrible twos happen that you go, oh, it was the terrible twos. I mean, Darcy was in her terrible twos from when she was about 15 months until she was three Three. and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Ramona was definitely way into her third year (laughs) before they ended. But yeah, all of those things are less worrisome. Um, And one of the other things that's really interesting, which I didn't think would happen, is that like your we were talking about being punctual and your timekeeping, your whole like get up and go. I remember with Ramona, it was like really hard to get out of the house and get stuff done because I was so tired and trying to do things was really difficult. I thought that would continue having a second child because you've got like double the amount of people to dress. Yeah. But you don't. I'd be like, I'd be up ready to get, they'd be ready to come out of the house like half eight, nine o'clock if we wanted to go somewhere and do something, done, ready. It felt like so much easier organization you're just like bam 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 get the bag ready how many nappies do i need four nappies nappy bags go snacks two of each (laughs) go i was like on fire and i think the only problem for me was that i was so get up and go that my body was not prepared for that yeah and i remember like when dave was still off work so like he was still on like his parental leave and i was like saying let's go on big long walks with the dog and then we'd get like maybe two miles away from the house and I'd stop and I'd be like my liver is going to fall out of my vagina (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely thought like you know we spoke about your innards wanting to fall out it felt like that and it was like in those moments where I was like I have done too much I have overestimated my (laughs) my abilities mentally I could walk for miles and then your body is like you do not have the facilities for that big man yeah how many pelvic floors have you done today (laughs) not enough not enough the answer was not enough so yeah I think like I felt I felt like I bounced back so quickly that it was a real shock when my body started to hurt and it was like like, "Uh, you should lie down (laughs) please lie down Rosie I'm not ready for this um so yeah I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that um you know it's much easier the second time around. Yeah. Much easier, much less fearsome. And I think I, I worried that I'd struggle juggling both of them. And you do. You obviously, you're like the guilt is double. Yeah. But it's different. It's like a different guilt. It's like, am I doing enough for both of them? Have I ever spent enough time with Ramona? Is she sad that she has a sister? I should take, you know, like trying to swap it all and equal it out. And I think out. for me, because I only have one child, it's like the shift of like, my ability to to love someone yeah was so like seismic the first time yeah yeah yeah. i genuinely do worry sometimes that if i had another one like would i be able to love that child as much as i love darcy and i know i know that the answer is that it would happen but it's still like how do i physically have enough room well in my body to to be able to do that the answer is this because i lo- obviously love both of my children equally i love them with all my life i would die for them god damn it <laughs> but the difference is i think and maybe this is a really good bit of information for people so that they're not scared if this happens to them is i love my children differently because they're different people yeah so i, th- I think that i think i'm I don't feel guilt in saying that. I think it's taken me a long time to not feel guilt because mm. for a long time I was guilty that I loved Lola for reasons that I don't love Ramona and that felt unfair on both of them and I should live, love them both exactly the same. It's impossible yeah. because they're different humans. Yeah. And so now I've kind of accepted that they are different and I love them for that 
And it's like you love all your friends for different reasons. Exactly. You wouldn't beat yourself up for, yeah. you know, some of my friends I love because they are incredible, sensitive, mm. emotional listeners. For example, Sinead, I don't feel guilty that I don't love my other friends for being klutzes like you. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, really struggling to walk downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't yeah. feel that guilt. No. I think I think my other friends appreciate that that's a Sinead thing. Yeah, your other friends are much more competent. <laughs> much more competent at walking. At basic day-to-day tasks. <laughs> so talking of walking and day-to-day tasks, uh, we were going to talk about like our physical bodies, right? Yes. So I think we mentioned it a little bit, but we didn't talk about like how our... If there was a real emergency, you would die. So if you're wondering what that sound was, um, it was just the, the world ending, apparently. It, it was the government notifying me of an emergency, but it, it was just a drill. It was a drill that I didn't get. I'm off grid, mate. <laughs> I am off grid. I like this. That's really interesting. Why didn't mine do that? I don't know. Or are you, are you sure it was the government doing a drill on that, or was it the government saying, stop talking about your feminine bodies? <laughs> That's how much they've got to us. Yeah. I think they must have been that. Anyway. You're fucked, mate, if you've got an emergency. I've got a bunker. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, government. We were talking about the changes in our bodies when we've had babies. And I don't care thing, who knows it. <laughs> and one thing I wanted to mention was what happens to your belly when you have just given birth? It's alien, isn't it? It's horrific. It's so weird. So your belly is obviously hard and i loved having a bump yeah me too i loved like my belly and i mm. like to balance things on it and yeah. stuff and then as soon as the baby's born like there's still a protrusion but it has the most bizarre texture yeah it, it what can we compare the texture to it's like a blamange that was said very quickly you've thought about this before <laughs> blamange yeah okay it's yeah like, it is like a blamange yeah your belly turns into a blamange and you kind of like... Why am I saying it the French accent? <laughs> Blanc-mange. Blanc Blanc it's because you want to have... Uh, yeah, they're kind of, because what what's really weird about it as well is like you kind of expect to kind of deflate like a balloon. Yeah. Because you, th- I think in our heads, it's like the baby is the belly. Yeah. But it's not. No. There's loads more stuff going on. So you have the baby and you've still got a bump for quite a while. Yeah. But it's also a bit flabby. Yeah. That's what's weird about it. Yeah, because like, it, yeah, it doesn't... Stretchy and flabby. Yeah, it doesn't, like, deflate like a balloon. It remains inflated, but just changes texture completely. It's like, you know when the kids bring a balloon home from a party and you want to immediately <laughs> pop it? Yeah, and, and then, then it goes all, week, like... Three weeks later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. find it under a table and it's, like, wrinkly. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. Yeah. And it's not just your belly that changes. It's, like, your whole body is different. After. oh yeah like really my is. boobs three days after having darcy i woke up and i had the most immaculate set of porn star boobs i've ever seen in my whole entire life they're so hard aren't they yeah and like, like up to my chin bullets and huge i've so my boobs are um i, I don't think people will mind me saying people who know <laughs> me know this they are pancakes <laughs> They're so small, which has always put me in good stead because it's like, I don't have to worry about them. Mm-hmm. And I think I really struggled when I had my breast breastfeeding boobs. Yeah. Because they were big and hard. 
and that felt weird to me yeah that felt really weird to me because it was like what i have to wear a bra now mad and also you have to wear a bra because they're leaking everywhere oh the leaking so you have to wear a bra to contain the leakage i squirted breast milk at my best friend by accident in the queen of bradgut amazing no maybe it was orange tree it was in a pub anyway either 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 of those is fine (laughs) darcy just like unlatched and my an arc of breast milk just sprayed out of me i remember when i got a blocked duct and i had to well we'll talk about that in the feeding episode blocked ducts um, but I had to like fondle my nipple for quite a few hours, yeah. and then when it finally popped, <laughs> that spray, <laughs> that spray could win a long jump, long jump competition. I feel. But like, <laughs> so your belly is like doing weird things. Your boobs are doing weird things. Can we please talk about the hair? Oh yeah, and then to top <laughs> it all off, a few months later, all your hair starts falling out in literal clumps so you've got a jelly belly leaky boobs and a bold head clumps of hair it's honestly like something kind of horror film isn't it when you go to the shower and your hair starts falling out yeah i was molting like a border collie i i have only just realized why people compliment your beautiful luscious locks when you're pregnant it's because they know that your hair's gonna look like shit honestly if you see pictures of me with ramona when she's tiny and the hair started falling out, it's like I'm, I've got it up in a ponytail and there's just like bold patches on my scalp. In fact, even now, mine has still got grown back yeah in. the baby hairs that have come like come through from having babies. It's insane. Yeah, that's that was a shock to me. No one told me. No, about it. no one told me all my beautiful hair would fall out. <laughs> People only said, "Oh yeah, you've got beautiful hair because you're pregnant." Yeah, because your hair doesn't fall out when it's when you're pregnant. That's the difference. So your hair, like, it stays in your head, essentially. So then it? it all falls out. Then all the hormones change and it all falls out when you're at your most vulnerable. Yeah. And in the words of Fleabag, hair is everything. Hair is everything. Not that you could tell looking at mine. <laughs> Although, can I just say, I know you can't see this, but Dave cut my hair on Friday. Oh, did he? Yeah, I asked for a chop. Um, he was really lovely about it because I thought he wouldn't let me have it cut because he likes my hair longer. And I was like, I'm really sorry, but I, I have to have my hair cut because I want it short again. And he was like, that's fine. What what do you mean you're sorry? And I was like, because you don't like, you like, my, like me with long hair. And he was like, no, no, that's not how it works. I like you with the hair that you want because it's you and it's on you. I was like, you're the best. So, so and then I was like, okay, you can cut it then. <laughs> Here's the kitchen scissors. And he did it in about 10 minutes. How about it? He was really nervous about it because I've asked him to cut my hair before. And um, one particular time he did it. He did it a few times over lockdown. Fine. And then the third third go he did, um, I endlessly complained that he made me look like Richard III. (laughs) And so from that point onwards, he was very nervous, (laughs) rightly so, about cutting my hair. As I would be, Rosie, if you had (laughs) accused me of making you look like Richard III. I did look like Richard III. I mean, I don't know how much I can blame that on Dave, but I did look like Richard III. Um, so he was really nervous about it and he was going to do it in like layers and stuff. But I was like, you've got to pick the kids up in 10 minutes. Go. <laughs> and he and he did it. And I'm really pleased with it. It looks great. Really pleased with yeah, it. Yeah, you look great. However, um, when I say hair is everything, I, you know, I let my partner, who is not, tra- not trained, <laughs> cut my hair with kitchen scissors. <laughs> so it clearly isn't all that everything. <laughs> But back to, we're talking about our bodies. Um, I think it is a strange adjustment to go from, well, for me it was anyway, because I went from having my 
beautiful bump and my pregnant body and mm. I I for the first time in a long time liked the way that I looked and then yeah. I had the baby and everything changed overnight and it like sent it, it was making me behave quite mental illness actually quite mental illness I think we were very mental illness at that stage in our lives yeah uh, that's quite yeah um we were talking about this the other day because you said you you lost a lot of weight when you had Darcy didn't you yeah so um I when I actually got my bump eventually I couldn't eat very much because I was too full of baby to put food into my body yeah man and I was so hungry all the time but then I just I I would start eating a meal and I'd eat maybe like five or six bites and I'd be like I'm done I cannot fit anything else in I remember sorry I know this is pregnancy but I remember at Christmas when I was quite heavily pregnant with I think it was actually both times round because Lola and Ramona are in months apart birthdays. birthdays And both of those Christmases where I was very pregnant, I was, like, genuinely offended with my body Yeah. how little of my Christmas dinner Yeah, because I was so pregnant when I had Christmas dinner. And you're like... birthday's at the end of January. Yeah, so you're, like, stuffing your face with lovely Christmas food and then your body goes, no, no, I don't want any more. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, it's Christmas I day. look forward to this dinner this all is the year d- round. I want this and another plate, please, and all of the puddings. I want all the five puddings that are being offered to me. No, you can have a bite of one. <laughs> yeah, your body's like, no, no. <laughs> and then, so, yeah, when she was born, I was breastfeeding, so I lost weight from breastfeeding. Mm. I was also walking for miles every day. Walking because... for miles, because you have to, because otherwise you both of you would die. The, and then the the breastfeeding as well. I don't think this is spoken about enough. It burns calories, man. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that it can burn like I don't know. I'm I'm probably getting these wrong, but like six hundred calories a go. That's what I've heard. Really? I'm fairly sure. Because if like I was breastfeeding, I was usually like I would have a snack while I was breastfeeding. But yeah. I also I didn't really eat meals as such. I was I grazed more. We can't. It's really hard to eat meals unless someone's making you meals all of the time. Yeah. We're gonna go on to this because we're gonna talk uh, for the people who don't, for the people who don't have children, or for the people who are buying for people that are pregnant. Yeah. We're gonna discuss this very yeah. soon. Food. Yeah. You snack a lot because you're not having meals made for you. Yeah. Unless you do have meals made for you wink mm. uh yes so i lost i think i was about four stone lighter Whoa. six months after having darcy than i was before i ever got pregnant Blimey. and i've shown you pictures haven't i yeah, yeah, yeah um where like i actually have a bone structure in my face <laughs> you have a bone structure but no soul <laughs> yeah yeah and if you look at the pictures and at the time because i think as well um I don't want to get into this too deeply on this episode, but I, because I'm a single parent and I used to hold quite a lot of shame around that, I wanted everyone to think that I had it all together. So I would go out and I would put my full face of makeup on Mm. and I was like losing weight and I looked really good. Yeah. Until you looked in my eyes and realised I was dead inside. Yes. Yeah. Completely dead inside. That is really, this this is a, a very problematic thing with life in general, is that it doesn't matter where you are, who you're with, what your situation is, if you get smaller, you will be complimented on it. Yeah. 
and it's very problematic and for that to have happened at a time in your life when you're most vulnerable probably made exacerbated things yeah i think that was the thinnest i'd been in my adult life yeah and that's not a good time to be your smallest (laughs) no not really um and and it wasn't because i was i think I, i was healthy in a way because I was walking so much yeah. all the time, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. mentally, mentally it, I wasn't all there at mm. all. But it was just like, oh, I look good. So, so everything people, else is fine. So people will think that I'm yeah. doing everything right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was quite lucky. Uh, in, well, I think Ramona saved me a little bit because essentially I think I was... I Well, I was struggling with... Um, quite a deep-seated food like eating disorder and then well I met Dave and that sorted me out a little bit because I was with someone who wanted to eat meals (laughs) so that helped but getting pregnant with Ramona was very useful for me because it totally changed my like my feelings towards my body yeah so then I had Ramona and so I was in quite a good headspace in terms of like my mental health around my body image but then I also, I, I did a lot of what, so much walking, so much carrying, that I lost weight quite naturally over a long period of time. Yeah. Which is sustainable and healthy. It was good for my brain. And it wasn't actually until I had a sort of social life again and was able to start thinking about exercise again, when I started considering going to the gym again, when I had sort of some time back to myself, that I started thinking about food in a disordered way again. Yeah. Which is interesting, isn't it? It's kind of the opposite for you. But I also don't think that, like, the dramatic weight loss was one thing and, like, it was quite quite mental illness of me to be so so happy about it. Yeah. But it wasn't... Because I have had eating disorders in the past. It wasn't from a place of disordered eating. It was Mm. from a place of, I don't have time to prioritise myself. So I guess the difference was like it didn't come from any from a disordered eating, but the mental thing was that it was yeah. that came back. Yeah, it was the thinking about your body image and the way people perceive you because of your size. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that and that is what's so sad about that is that is exacerbated by having a child. Yeah, because you have that child and then you suddenly feel judged in different ways than you were before. Yeah, because people look at you not only as you but you having a child with you. And so suddenly you're like, oh, how do people perceive me as a mother? Yeah. And it's like... And I think that's a really difficult thing, especially when you've just had your first child. Mm. I almost felt like a lot of the time, because um, I can't remember if I mentioned this last episode, but Darcy didn't like to settle in the house. So we were out and about all the time. From when she was about three weeks old... We were out of the house all day, probably three days a week. Yeah. Just wandering the streets. Just wandering the streets. Wandering the suburbs of Leicestershire. Um, I would go into town and take her for a walk around the yeah. uh, lighting department in John Lewis. It's a good, hey, it's a good, good bit of John Lewis, isn't it? She loved it. Yeah. She would like stare up at the lights and I would walk around with my headphones in like, yeah. am I going to make it through today? Yeah. I do think though, like, because even now I still, I still walk Lola. When I go to walk the dog, I still walk Lola in the pushchair. She's kind of too big for it now and we're starting to get out of it a bit. But that, those walks for me in the morning, that's the only time I feel like I get to myself. Yeah. Even though I have Lola with me, I put my headphones in, she's just, you know, looking yeah. at stuff. And it's like, 
even though it feels weird to be out of the house all the time when you've got a newborn, because you're getting little to no sleep and they're on you a lot of the time, yeah. actually going out and walking with your headphones in is very good mental health of us. Yeah, it was good mental it's health It's good mental me. health and it, and it like really helps. Yeah. So if you are struggling, if you've got a newborn right now and you you feel like the walls are caving in on you, Go start outside. walking, mate. Yeah. Whether they're on it, whether they're in a papoose, in a pushchair or a pram, whatever, just walk the shit out of your feet. Yeah. And I think um, because we were out all the time, I almost felt really hyper aware of what people thought. And, and because I looked so young as well when mm. I had Darcy, yeah. a lot of people just assumed that I was a teen mum. Yeah, you did. Because look young, I looked man. so young. Yeah, you looked about 13. I was like 24. Yeah. But I reckon I could have passed for like. 18 yeah and was that so that was one of the things that was on your mind as you were walking around like, it was like what well, and if she started crying i was like mm. if i can't stop her from crying people are gonna think that i'm a terrible parent yeah and like just ca- catastrophizing things in my mind all the time but i think it was a good habit to get into because it had it set me up for being able to take her anywhere and i take yeah. her take yeah, all yeah. sorts of places with me and i think a lot of my a lot of the people that you know i'm friends with that also have children maybe didn't get into that habit so yeah so early i now consciously i don't know if you do this i consciously if i see uh, if i'm anywhere public and there are there's a parent with kids that are screaming or misbehaving or making a sound or being disruptive i always smile at the parent so do i because i'm like i fucking know where you've been (laughs) like i know what you're going through i feel you Mm -hmm. you're not a bad parent because how many times am i walking through a shopping center and my child screaming and i get a dirty look off an old person it's always an old person always an old person i just think fuck you you have absolutely no idea i remember we had to take dave had to carry ramona out of a go outdoors kicking and screaming holding her over his shoulder i don't think i've ever been into a go outdoors. well don't because that's what happens (laughs) kicking and screaming and as we were walking out the door, an old man walked past us and he just went, oh, what's wrong with her? Yeah. Oh, old went, people well, tutty. there's a multitude, multitude of things that are wrong with her and it's none of your fucking business. Yeah, go away. Did you ever parent your children? Probably not. <laughs> Makes me very angry. Um, yes, walking is good. Letting them scream. <laughs> also sometimes good. Um, one of the things we want to talk about is... Ah, shall we talk about letting people meet your baby? Yeah. Because this is a thing that people discuss now, isn't it? Yeah. And for me, it wasn't a thing that I ever really thought twice about because I live in a house with my parents. <laughs> so mm. the people that would be coming over to visit first lived in the house yes. with me. You know, they... so that wasn't yeah, yeah, wasn't an issue. But I remember we were in our NCT class and there was a couple there that said something along the lines of, oh, for the first two weeks, we're not going to have any visitors yeah and i remember my mum and my mum is an extremely easy to read woman (laughs) looked over at me like and you can't see the look but the look basically said what are these clowns talking about what are you talking about well it's funny because we kind of me and dave had a similar sort of conversation where i was like it's just not a good idea i kind of i think my headspace was that couple was like Mm. we should just have a, a two weeks to ourselves and I ha- this happens to me and Dave quite a lot. I'll tell him an opinion I have about something. 
and because he's wonderful he will agree yeah and then i will change my mind on that opinion within an instant and not tell him about that (laughs) so this happened with ramona I'd said we'd had a discussion. I was going, I think we should give it a while. Maybe we shouldn't invite family around. We should just have a few days to ourselves. And then do you remember me saying how we got home after the night in hospital and I got three hours sleep? Yeah. I woke up, Dave gave Ramona to me. And then about 20 minutes later, my parents knocked on the door (laughs) and I went downstairs and let them in. (laughs) And I think Dave was like, "You you you invited them around? I didn't think we were doing that okay (laughs) not that he minded it's just that he wasn't aware that i changed my opinion yeah and so it was immediately like oh yeah no the family are coming around and we're gonna have people around every single day (laughs) yeah i think i think when me and darcy came back from st mary's we had visitors pretty much every day for like a month yeah we had all the people around like people would come around after they'd finished work and it was it was so nice because and because it meant that i wasn't having to hold her yeah that was the that was the only respite for me is that it was like it was a break in the day and, and other people could have a go yeah not crying and other people you know that's the thing you want the right to visitors to come, come yeah. to your house because we're not a family that stands on ceremony anyway mm-hmm. so people know they come around to our house and we'll obviously always offer to make them a cup of tea make them a cup of coffee whatever mm. but when i just had darcy i knew instinctively that all the people that i cared about that would want to come and visit would be more than capable of taking care of themselves. Like, yeah. so my nana or like family friends would come round, make themselves a cup of tea, make me a cup of tea, hold Darcy while I went to stare at a wall in another room. <laughs> yes. That is one massive piece of um, advice I would give to everyone is that make it very clear to any visitor, doesn't matter how close they are to you, unless you know instinctively like you did that they were going to sort themselves out. Anyone that comes to your house in those first couple of months, don't offer them a drink. Do not offer them a drink. If they want to, one of the greatest pieces of advice we had was like leave a tray out with stuff on it. Yeah, just help say, yourself. Oh, you know where the tea and coffee is. Make yourself a drink. I'll have a coffee with two sugars. Thank you. The other thing I would say is a really great shout um, is any visitor that comes around has to bring either lunch or dinner. That is a great... We didn't do that, but that's a really, really good Whether idea. Whether or not it's for everyone to sit and eat together or if they're bringing you a parcel, food parcel for you to have for your dinner that night, that really saved us. My mum made us hot meals um, for the first few weeks. So I think for the first two weeks, she made us dinner for every night. That's so amazing. she would like batch cookers like lasagnas and pasta and stews. She would bring them around like every couple of days and that was our dinner that was like the best thing that could have happened to us it was amazing yeah and then anybody that came round you'd say you have to bring food if you want to come and meet my baby you bring in dinner and that was really good as well because everyone would do something differently so like i remember dave's friend bought he was like well i'm gonna go get a kfc then and you're like banging other people are bring like home cooked stuff around yeah um so i think that is a beautiful piece of advice that everyone should take on board and that leads us on very nicely to speaking about what to buy Mm. the prospective parents in your life i think the key there sinead is parents not baby yeah always i mean obviously get a baby grow get a baby grow get Get a a baby out get a little rattle that they're never gonna use sure but the real person when the baby is born the real person to buy for is the parents mm-hmm. specifically the mum in my Amen opinion to that um 
and there are some really amazing options that you can go for that they're going to get use out of that are going to enrich their quality of life yes and that aren't just like you know shit i do think like i don't know about you but really like even if it's like super fancy like too fancy for to, for you to like so like fancy products mm. like shower products bath products things like that mm-hmm. even if it's like uber fancy you want to feel pampered mm-hmm. that sort of thing is perfect yes but the main thing things they wouldn't necessarily buy for themselves as well yeah like, re- like upgrade so when i had darcy what my mum got for me was a new dressing gown Mm, so upgrade those like essentials that they're going to be using all the time like a glamorous version of it yeah nice slippers yeah really nice pajamas that are comfortable and have a button-up top if they're breastfeeding the face cream that you would never buy for yourself because it was like 20 quid yeah that sort of thing hand cream lovely you know things that are just like slightly elevated versions of things that they're going to use every day like i got this um new dressing gown from Marks and Spencer's and I still have it now Darcy's five for reference and it is still perfect Mm. amazing quality so warm so snuggly and it was just the best best present she could have bought me really yeah but the best thing to buy food 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 food. it's gotta be food food. glorious food yeah food like in every single form yeah so we're talking from the basis level like Bag Ma- of skittles. Bag of skit like snack snack pile. If you could do like a hamper of snacks, yeah, perfect. If you could go batch cook meals, that perfect. Also amazing, yeah. If you want to buy a voucher to have like meals delivered, like a Hello Fresh type. No, not Hello Fresh because you have to cook it yourself, right? We, I you know, the ones that are like frozen meals. We've done um, pasta evangelists for. I can't, did I get? I, mean, I think I might have done that for. Beth for a human that we know Beth maybe or Gina I can't remember I've done it for someone let us know girls please yeah uh, pasta pasta evangelist so that is literally they send you pasta you cook it and you put on the sauce they send you as well and it's delicious easy Um, you could do a Sinead and D Sinead and D special honestly so this was absolutely perfect apart from poor Ramona's purple cheeks (laughs) Sinead and D bought me and Dave when Lola was born it was like an afternoon tea that had come from a was it like a castle? It's like a stately home. Uh no, Winstanley House. Winstanley House, which is a place. Uh, a hotel. Hotel. Okay, sure. Yes, yeah, so Sinead and Dee bought me a afternoon tea from a hotel, which came in a lovely big black box. So it had a selection of like sandwiches and like scones and cakes and macarons. It was gorgeous. They bought it to my house. So they picked it up from the place, bought it to my house. And then took Ramona to the park so that, I mean, obviously I had to have Lola on my boob at all times, but we sat and had our afternoon And she tea. slept. I remember you saying she slept she like nearly all the way through it. Yeah, I think she was quite good for us. Um, but we didn't realise how cold it was going to be. So we went to the park yeah. and the girls were freezing. I mean, it was like, what, March? March, yeah. It so, would have been like, I think, was it like the week after Lola was born? So it was like Yeah, a week or two after Lola was born. But it was like, we went out and it was warm enough, so yeah. Ramona had like a light jacket on. Yeah. We got to the park and suddenly it's like minus twelve. You were like, I think we're gonna have to bring Ramona back. Her cheeks are purple. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a problem. We've had a lovely afternoon tea. You don't have to take the other children out, but just it's the great if tea. you can. If you can, perfect. But that afternoon tea was glorious. So I think anything food related is a perfect gift. Or even like just 
practical help like yeah if they already have children say oh would you like me to take your older child to the cinema or to do something go to the farm or the whatever i will also feed that child so you don't have to feed it when they get home yeah perfect um i think moving on from that we should talk about like essential buys and don't buys because as we were talking then about the lovely food and stuff i was thinking don't buy dummies don't buy you know all those like little things that you think you have to buy oh i needed dummies oh you needed dummies yeah darcy was a like she loved a dummy yeah but like we got so many in our presents from people oh we didn't get any for presents that was the problem then i bought you should have had all of ours (laughs) because it was like it's just really weird like you you this is why we're having this conversation about things to buy and not buy because there's things you think that a baby needs yeah they absolutely don't yeah like the a changing toys. station a changing station you don't need a changing station no, you know what a changing floor. yes a changing station is the floor with a mat that's all yeah. you need um yeah what would you say the essential non non things are things that you definitely don't need that you always seem to get told you need the things that you definitely don't need um oh my god i just want to mention i saw i googled like newborn essentials um, because I was trying to remind myself of what I really needed and used a lot when Darcy was a baby. And what's coming up at the top of Google is essentially a headband with a arm attached to the top that's got like a the mobile, like a toys hanging off it hanging for off the baby. The head. So that it, the baby can... No, that's not necessary. So is it for like... So when you're changing the baby, it's being entertained by the thing hanging off your head? Yeah. But that just makes you look like a dickhead. Yes. And the baby's probably not even going to notice that the toys are there. So definitely don't buy one of those. Don't buy the dickhead toy. Also, um, my Moses basket was about as much use as a chocolate teapot because she didn't sleep in fucking thing. Do you know what our Moses basket was? Your bed. Storage. (laughs) Yeah. We just put shit in it because it was in the way. Moses basket. Like, I think the clue's in the name, Sinead, is it not? So Moses was a was a, a baby that was supposedly born centuries ago. Yeah. We've moved on since then. Yeah. Haven't we? Yeah. We have proper... I think in those days, people didn't even have beds. <laughs> so why are we still using be- beds that are for, for Moses for babies? I don't understand. No, I don't get it either. So don't... But if you have one given to you use it by all means the baby will sleep in it use it for warmth but my baby didn't sleep in it so that was completely fucking useless to me baby shoes stupid don't buy them baby shoes i'd never understood baby shoes for babies that can't even stand up they can't even sit up they can't even see where are you going in a pair of converse (laughs) at three days old unbelievable um talking i just want to go back i just want to um circle back back, i'm just going to circle back to the moses basket um one of the problems we had is because we had a Moses basket that was like lent to us, we didn't think we could get any other options. Yeah. But with Lola, we weren't stupid. So we bought a next to me crib. That, my friend, was a game changer. Yeah. Absolute game changer. If you don't know what a next to me crib is, it's like an add on to your bed. So your baby sleeps next to you in like its own little crib, but it's like open on one side. So you can technically breastfeed with it there. You can just like yoink the baby over. Yoink the baby over. Put it on your boob and then shove it back where, shove it, it, yeah. where it lives. Slide it back into its little section. Ah, <laughs> oh, next to me cribs are the one. And also, don't be stupid. 
people say that you shouldn't buy things like that secondhand because it's not safe fuck off whatever you can buy secondhand for a little baby buy it buy it secondhand because yes. it gets used for pissing time mm-hmm. and it's perfect condition usually if you buy it yeah because it's not been used for very long this is the other thing it's like oh you shouldn't use it because it's not safe what the thing that's been used for six weeks i'll have it please if it's 80 percent less than it was in the shop i yeah we bought an me crib off marketplace for like 40 quid and it was the best 40 quid we ever spent yeah so for me so in terms of things that you like there are lots of things that you don't need yeah so many things and i think we should work on compiling a list yeah, we should have a physical list that people can pr- a print out. A pr- yeah, a printable. <laughs> yes, it's a printable. Um, in terms of things that you do need, number one is more muslins. About double the amount of muslins than you ever think you would possibly be able to go through. Absolutely. And w- yeah, in a variety of sizes. So we had yeah. the really, the really big ones. The really big ones are great because they will they will you be used not just as a sick or snot blanket but as an actual blanket yeah wrap your baby up the other thing that muslins are great for i've noticed is they're obviously very good for the milk and the snot and the tears but they're the things that you always have with you because you know you need them and they replace things that you forget about yeah like if you go to the park and you're like fuck i haven't bought a picnic blanket muslin yeah they they're so useful yeah and i still like darcy is five now and we cut up most of her muslins and repurpose them into face flannels that's a great idea yeah um, i love that and we still have like the big ones we'll still use them to like cause i can't really sit on grass it gives me hives so i will sit on a muslin if i'm like yeah. i'll take one if we go to the park or they're handy if you go to the park and like things are a bit wet you can just give them a bit of a wipe yeah and just you can never have too many when we st- we still use them now on Lola when she's snotty, so our muslins are like they need to be put in a nuclear disposal unit because <laughs> they're disgusting. But like you kind of with Ramona because you don't go. If I just go out with Ramona, yeah, I don't take things like that. And then suddenly no. you're like, I need That's a muslin. muslin. I need a muslin. They're so useful. Uh, yeah, you definitely need loads of muslins. I would say for anyone who has gone crazy with prams and pushchairs, do get a baby carrier. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I use didn't the really shit out use of ours. one, and I think because I don't drive, mm. I walked everywhere. Yeah. So my push chair was like my non-negotiable. Like that yeah, was, yeah. that was probably the secondary to the muslins. Yeah. The most important thing for me. But Darcy liked being in a push chair, didn't she? Yeah. So here's the thing: get your push chair, but you don't have to get a fancy one. Because no. if you get a fancy one that you've spent hundreds of pounds on and then your baby won't sleep or settle in it, what are you going to do? You're going to have to buy a baby carrier. Yeah. So don't make that mistake. But yeah, baby carriers as well, I would say. Um, some people really get on with those ones that are like a really long piece of cloth. Um, I'm not a Roman. So <laughs> I went with a baby Bjorn, which you can just clip your baby into. It takes seconds. Yeah. I know some people really get on with those lovely natural like pieces of material, but I mean, I, I'm not wrapping one of those around me like a toga. I know. I physically wouldn't I tried, be capable of it. I tried. And I, I would hang both myself and my baby if I yeah, tried to do that. I spent the entire walk wondering when it was going to come undone. <laughs> And also whether my child was breathing. I'm also not a Boy Scout, so I don't know (laughs) fucking how to tie knots. I don't know how to tie knots. So I would definitely recommend a Baby Bjorn. Or what's the other one? Ergo Baby. Ergo Baby is meant to be good. good. They now do bougie ones. Have you seen the bougie ones that are like 
800 quid they're like arty pop ones i think the brand is called yeah don't they get one of those stunning beautiful but i've seen someone carry their baby around in a white one I suppose rich people don't really care if their baby shits all over something because they can just buy a new Get one. That's another one. But um, one thing that saved my sanity when Darcy was tiny was the swingy chair. Oh, yeah. She loved the swingy chair. Yeah, swingy chair. We had a swingy chair. Ramona hated it. Lola quite liked it. Again, this is, I think, what's so important about all of these things that we're mentioning it is, is like... baby-specific to Totally baby-specific, baby. therefore don't spend loads of money on it. Yeah. Don't Get buy... it second-hand if you can. Yeah. Get it borrow... And the other thing is borrow, borrow shit. It. yeah. Borrow shit from other people. Like, people with babies and young people... Love to give their love shit giving to their other shit. people. Love it. We love swapping and borrowing... Yeah. And how, you know, giving things to each other. That's the... Yeah. I love giving Darcy's old clothes to Rosie. I love receiving Darcy's old clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, it's a joy. So don't get anything new, please. Unless you've got loads of money and you want to. Then but you by don't, all means. But that's the thing. It's like, I think we've been given this idea, damn you capitalism, that despite what money you earn, like you're lesser a person if you don't buy the fancy shit. It's not mm-hmm. true. It is not true at all. None of it is, like, like we've said, it's not used for very long. It's basically new anyway. Yeah. There's no point spending loads of money on it and don't feel no. guilted into buying new stuff at all. Also, second-hand clothes are fantastic for little babies. So good, man. So they good. are, generally speaking, in excellent condition because they don't wear them for very long. And not only that, all of this we've just been saying about like the price and they're all in good condition, far better for the planet. Yeah. If you're buying all of your baby clothes second-hand, it's far more sustainable than buying yeah. it all from Next. Like, I buy... Now Darcy would have more, like, new clothes. But when she was... Specifically for the first two years... Yeah. Virtually everything she wore was second-hand. Well, that's because now they're five, they do things like... Wreck scrape their, their Scrape their knees on fucking AstroTurf and fall off monkey bars and shit. Yeah, and their it's clothes very get absolutely wrecked. School uniforms, man. I know. Jesus. Like, what are they doing in that school? It's like it's like they're being put through basic army training. Dar- Darcy arrives afternoon. home most days looking like she's been in, you know that where they that festival in India where they like throw loads of Pow- paint, powdered paint, paint. Like, yeah, yeah, powdered yeah. paint at yeah. people. That and basic training. <laughs> yeah, combination of the and two. And then she's also fought a tiger. <laughs> yeah, and also school dinners. Yeah, they don't. You know, they don't muck about in there. It's like bolognese. I just. Why do you, why are you making our Past children tomato based dishes? Either don't like tomato but if you want to do a tomato based pasta, sure. But don't make them wear a white shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Children should have to wear exclusively black for school. Yeah. If they could just wear black all the time, please, that'd be wonderful. Um what else do we want to say? Do we want to say anything else? I think uh, we I do... think not. I, I think not. Guys, we're going to finish off with our loves and loathes of the week because Absolutely. we've spoke too much again. Um, what's your love of the week? My love of the week is my little mosaic bird. Oh, it's a stunner. Yeah, he's a, I made a robin. He's got a pink and orange belly and then he's green and blue with a purple tail. He's so cute. Yes. For context, we've done a craft club this morning um, uh, where we got to do mosaic birds. And my God, I've never seen concentration like it. Oh, yeah. I really struggle to concentrate because I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I have ADHD. What? Come again? (laughs) 
so you're so quiet about it i know yeah <laughs> i struggle to concentrate for any reason for any length of time and i was so absorbed in this task that rosie i think rosie wondered what had happened to what you? had happened Where to had me you like who had kidnapped me and yeah. brainwashed me into behaving like a normal human being it was it was unbelievable it was quite magical actually i, I was like stood around you chatting and at one point i thought i should go <laughs> because this is such lovely a lovely moment between her and this bird <laughs> i should just go away and not talk because you were concentrating so well but it is a beautiful bird it is a beautiful bird and then every time i saw rosie like it because i'm so desperate for validation <laughs> i'd be like rosie do you like my bird I was going, yeah, your bird's great, mate. It's really lovely. I love the way you've done the colours and stuff. And she's like, I need more validation than that. <laughs> you've done a lovely eye. And then at one point you said, you looked up to, looked up at me like a little child and went, am I making the gaps between the tiles big enough? <laughs> yeah, mate. It's a, it's, it's a craft club. Do what you fucking want. Stick the tiles to your face if you want. It's up to you. But I love about. my bird and I love craft club. I love your bird and I love craft club too. So what's your love of the week, Rosie? My love of the week is that Lola has been sleeping in her own bed. Yay! So um, both of my children co-slept with me and Dave was kicked to the depths of our lounge. Kicked to the curb. I think Dave's probably been sleeping on our sofa longer than he's been sleeping in a bed with me um, to the point that uh, Ramona calls our room Mummy's Room. And mummy's bed, which really offends Dave. <laughs> Has Dave made Dave's his way moved, back up to your room? Dave's moved back in, mate. Oh, congratulations, Dave. Congratulations. Yeah. So we are now... So one of the things that happened... I'm going to send Dave a congratulations card. I think you should. You should send him like a bottle of bubbly or something. <laughs> be like, well done, mate. You're back. I'll send him a roast dinner. You're sending him a roast dinner. That's true. He's been... Um, what do you call it when you are when you go up a league in football? promoted yeah he's been promoted to premier league um so he's now in bed with me and we've got a tv for our room so we can watch like adult tv not porn i mean like <laughs> tv that adults watch that has swearsing in it you know yeah. like we watched uh, the last of us for example you can't watch that with a five-year-old no. they'll never sleep again um so that's really nice because lola's now in a room with ramona that's so cute cute isn't it yeah and then they both slept through the night they both slept through the night Mate, you've got it made. Last night I got seven hours. Thank you very much. What's your loathe of the week? My loathe of the week? Um, stupid roadworks. Stupid roadworks. Yeah. Always a loathe. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to get here today and despite having been advised not to go... My mum told my dad to go directly, you know, the way that you we go home. Yes. My dad was like, I know the way to Frog Island. Did your dad not know the way to Frog Island? Uh, he didn't know that the road was shut. Oh, I see. Of course. He's trying to be Billy B- Big Bollocks, was he? And because Got he is a man. Because he's a man. He was like, I need to get, how am I going to get out of the thing now? I'm going to have to go all the way back to where I was supposed to go in the first place. I was in, like, case yeah, any, right. in case there's any females listening, that was the sound of a man talking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake and then my mum has been taking like an hour to get home every day i think what's infuriating about roadworks especially like because today's a sunday right? can we not just do it at night time can you first of all do it at night time but also i don't want to be stuck in roadworks when i can't see any roads being worked on yeah that annoys me it's almost like they're the the roadworks are there to create more potholes yeah exactly like where are you all yeah i'm i'm complaining i know that they do shift work and like you know they need some time off 
I'm not complaining really. But yeah, roadworks are annoying. They're like, it's one of those things that are completely out of your control. Yeah. It's like, that's why I hate getting buses because it's like, if you're waiting for a bus and it doesn't show up on time, there's literally fuck all you can do about it. Yeah. And it really infuriates me. It's so out of your control. Same with roadworks. You're there, you, you show up, there's the roadworks and it's not like you can go, no, fuck this. <laughs> Sometimes, you, you know, when you see like people in, like doing U-turns and going, I'm not doing it. I just think, where are you going? Yeah. Where is this magical land that you're taking yourself to? Yeah, roadworks are shit. What's your loathe of the week? Uh, my loathe of the week is that Lola has moved into her own bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I know that I've just been going on about how I got seven hours sleep, but that was just that one night. So that there have been nights like the night before last um, where I had to get into bed with Lola because she woke up. She's got conjunctivitis. Oh. So her eyes were all like stuck together. And... Um, I basically slept in her bed with her for most of the night. Oh, and she, it's so uncomfortable. It was such a, a it is such a small bed. I was like, I couldn't move my legs when I got up because they were so crushed. <laughs> um, so, although I'm very happy for her, I'm very pleased for our family dynamic that Lola is in her own bed. I'm also, and your partner has returned to your bed and doesn't <laughs> yes. have to sleep on the sofa anymore. He doesn't have to sleep with the dog, <laughs> like Oliver Twist. Um, but. It is quite annoying that she hasn't taken to her bed immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and that I am having to go into the bed at night. Not only that, it, but Ramona is now not sleeping as well. Ah, because so, you're in and out and stuff. Yeah, so she's she's coming into my room. My room? I said my room. Still there, my room. Uh, she's coming into our room like a creepy little creepy little doll at like four <laughs> in the morning. I mean, like, can I get into bed, mummy? And you're like, why are you waking up? I don't understand. Just yeah. stay asleep, for Please. God's sake. Sleep like a normal person. Um, so yes, it's a double-edged sword, shall we say. As are all things. As are all things in life. Um, that's probably a nice place to end it, isn't it? Yeah. What are we going to talk about next week, Sinead? What are we going to talk about next week, Rosie? <laughs> we are going to talk about feeding. Yes. So we're going to talk about breastfeeding. We're going to talk about formula feeding. We're going to talk about actual food. Actual food. Weaning. Yeah. Just all the things that go in their gobs. Fussiness. Mmm. Tongue tie. <laughs> Definitely going to talk about tongue tie. Uh, yes, all of those things we're going to talk about, please. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Amateur Will Society on tiktok now oh, we are on tiktok thank you Sinead thank you for making us do that at amateur milf society follow us on twitter at amateur milf sock and if you have any comments or questions you can always email us at amateur milf society at gmail.com please subscribe to our podcast on all the things spotify apple music subscribe you've things. got to subscribe mate please if you can leave us a review please do we are so close to hitting a thousand listens <gasps> and we really really want to do it please by the end of the month please 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 we'd really appreciate it. tell all of your friends it doesn't matter if they're mothers it doesn't matter if they don't have children we've got loads of listeners that don't have kids yeah we've got listeners who don't even want kids we've got listeners who are men we've got listeners who are men even though we consistently slag off men on this we podcast do. hashtag not all men um not really i didn't mean that yeah please just tell everyone we really need you to share it because it's really great that all of our like 
lovely community are listening but we just want that community to be bigger so we need friends of friends of friends of friends of friends listening yeah and that's how we're going to get our mansion in mexico please can we have a mansion in mexico we really want a mansion in mexico please can we have a mansion in mexico do you think we can set up a gofundme <gasps> for a mansion a... in mexico i think that's okay <laughs> It would be really good for... It would make me do really good mental health things. Mental health things. Donate to us at GoFundMe, <laughs> GoFundMe at MansionMexico.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.